Frankfurt has been under GOP control since the beginning of the year. But some Democrats are already witnessing some momentum to swing things back towards partial Democratic control. Today, Democratic campaign consultant and Elizabethtown school board member Matt Wyatt joined me in studio to discuss the state of Frankfurt and areas where the Democratic Party are witnessing renewed support. Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me here. Well, we'll start with the broad picture of Frankfurt. What's the, the state of play in Frankfurt these days, uh, from your opinion? Well, Frankfurt is, is a mess right now. And I think that as far as the Democratic Party is concerned, what I'm really excited about is we have new energy, new leadership, and new ideas. But it's really based on some of the old values that, that we've had in the past of opportunity for everybody, responsibility from everybody, and a better sense of community. I think we're finding our roots again. I think there's a wildfire spreading across Kentucky. There are new activists that are getting involved. Uh, the real challenge is going to be integrating those new activists with those party regulars that have been around for a long time. That's a challenge. But if we can get our house in order and come together as a family, I think we can do the same for the Commonwealth. I want to follow you there with what's happening with the Democratic Party. Uh, you know, some people we talked to a couple of years ago after the 2016 election wanted to almost see the, the party burn to the ground and then be rebuilt. Do you think that's happened or is there enough of the old guard gone that the new can start again? Well, the old Vietnam adage of, of you have to destroy the village in order to save it mm -hmm. is a little dramatic. I, I don't think that's, uh, that's necessary. I mean, I'm, I'm of the belief in politics after 30 years that it's about addition, not subtraction. It's about inclusion, not exclusion. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason to get rid of the old guard completely. But what we really, really need, and it's long overdue, is a lot of new people. Uh, people that have not made a life in politics, uh, but are really turned on by ideas and democracy with a small D there, and not just Democrats with a big D. And those people we need to, to uh, find, we need to nurture, we need to grow and put into leadership positions. Unfortunately, when you have power for a long period of time and it's concentrated in the hands of a very few within the party or within a state, that has a hard time of flourishing and happening. So I think what is healthy is having a change of guard Having new activists feel like they can come forward and not have to go through the, the hierarchy on their local level or state level, and they're just raising their hand and they're wanting to get involved. That is a very healthy thing. I'm going to talk about the activists in a moment, but are we sort of seeing uh, what you're talking about there with Ben Self, a guy that had not been really in a political circle before from Lexington, kind of ran his own uh, brewery company, and then Mary Nishimuta, uh, also over there at, at KDP. Are those the type of folks that need to be running the, the party? Absolutely. I'm, and I've never worked with either one of those, and I don't work for the Kentucky Democratic Party, sure. but the backgrounds of both of them are exactly the type of folks that we need to be in charge of the party, especially with Ben Self. I own a software political software company. I appreciate people who uh, have an entrepreneurial mind, who love data, and have the, the political horse sense to take that data and, and put it into the real world of politics to get votes. And he has that combination, and I love that. So I think he's going to be, I think he's a great hire. I think Mary's a great hire in what she's done with the 120 county strategy, mm -hmm. which this is the third year I've come in here and have talked about the same thing with our party. The first thing we need to do is to have 120 party a county strategy where we put money into the local uh, parties, we go out and we listen, we recruit, mm -hmm. and we build from the ground up, not from the top down. Well, Kentucky, to your, your point, you've said this before, a very diverse state, not every county is alike, and, and so maybe it does make sense for the Democrats to let county officials lead uh, the charge and, and the issues based in their own counties. Absolutely, and that's, people care mostly about their local 
issues. People care about national issues to one degree or another, but for Democrats to really connect, especially to our rural areas, and I'm from Elizabethtown, I live in Elizabethtown, I'm a school board chairman in Elizabethtown, mm -hmm. so I don't live in the triangle. So I know that when I talk to voters who vote for Trump or vote for, but they also vote for me and they vote for other Democrats, mm -hmm. they care a lot about local issues. We need to really get attuned to that. We need to talk about it and focus on solving the real problems of those real people. The point you were making before about uh, more advocates becoming involved, more people running for a local elected official, whether it's the state representative or you know, county dog catcher, whatever it, it might be, uh, what is the issue that you think is really pushing those people forward to, to come out where they, they've not before? I think there's a general fear right now that, uh, that our country is on the wrong track and our commonwealth is on the wrong, wrong track. I believe the pension situation, as someone who's a school board chairman, I definitely hear about that because it's going to affect our district, our, the economics of our district, how we balance our budgets, but it really affects our employees in an enormous way. And I think those people are really waking up and seeing that you have to get involved. Citizenship is not about voting necessarily. It's not about jury duty. It's about taking an active part in your country. And what's happened in this country though, over the last year especially um, is a realization to a lot of people who are very patriotic that we need to get this country moving in a different direction. We need to get this commonwealth moving in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And the only way to really do that is to raise your hand and say, I'll jump in, I'll get in the game, I'll win in the game. And that's what I'm really excited about, not just in my community, but everywhere I've gone to talk to people, people that have never been involved in politics, teachers, former teachers, saying, you know, we've got to change this. There's something that I think that I can offer uh, Frankfurt, what I can offer Washington, what I can offer my city hall. And they're jumping forward and they're getting ready to get in these races. What do you think propels these people forward after this next election cycle in 2018? Do you think that energy still exists after the midterms to going into to 20 and, and, and 19 when we see a, another gubernatorial election? I think absolutely, because these issues, it's not just one election cycle. You can't just take one election cycle and get some wins and think that it's over with. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of voters do that. A lot of uh, voters don't vote in off your elections, a lot of younger voters. Our challenge as a party is to be able to reach those new people to have a year-round campaign, to have a year, not just drop in, in the, the few months before the election and say, vote for us, but to stay connected and to community build. We don't build a party by just running television ads or digital advertising or direct mail. I love doing all those things, but I gotta be honest with you, that's not how you build a good party to win. You build it by empowering people at the local level to go out to their neighborhoods, to build that organization within the precinct and in their neighborhood, and you empower them, give them the power to build that organization on their level. That's how you build a real organization, the Democratic Party. That's how we reach the rural voters here. That's how we get them back. How do you think this latest scandal to emerge in Frankfurt, the sexual harassment settlement that's already scooped up for Representative Jeff Hoover and three other GOP lawmakers, how do you think that plays into elections in 2018, and, and can Democrats capitalize on this? I don't really want to look at it as something that we can capitalize on because it's a horrible situation. My party's had our own horrible situations over the years. We've had power for 90 years. We've had our share of problems. Unfortunately, uh, when you have either the, a state legislature or you have in Washington, D.C., whenever a, a problem like that comes out, they internally handle it. I think mm -hmm. any sort of type of sexual harassment suit or claim or any problem needs to be taken out of their hands to investigate also. Mm -hmm. I think we need to have a, an outside panel investigate our own 
when it concerns those things. I think that is the more the focus that I would like to focus on, not just say, look, the re look at the Republicans did, look what Jeff Hoover did. I don't think that scores us any points politically. Mm -hmm. I think that's not, um, it's really not the way to lead. And if we want power again, if we want that opportunity to lead, we need to take it from a serious point of view and try to solve that problem because it's a problem that both parties are having in Frankfurt. It, it's not one party or the other, it's both. And if we want to have control of the House again, I think we ought to come up with some concrete solutions on that and a few other changes legislatively. Is, is that the conversation then, a dialogue over the culture in Frankfurt more so than, than running campaign ads? I mean, obviously you're a Democratic consultant, you work with candidates. How would you handle this, knowing that it needs to be handled outside of campaigns, but how would you handle it inside of a campaign if it, if it were to come up? I believe that if it's, if it's something that is a pattern, Mm -hmm. that that is completely fair game to go after the other side. If it's a pattern of abuse, obviously we're talking about the Speaker of the House and we're talking about some other powerful members on the Republican side of the aisle that have been caught up in this situation. Um, I, I think the governor did a good job of coming out and, and addressing it mm -hmm. in a very forthright way. Um, I think that that doesn't inoculate uh, the Republican Party or the leadership there uh, for how they're handling it, but I think that a better discussion, a more healthful uh, healthy discussion would be how do we go forward it's not just something that goes on in Frankfurt it's what goes on in the workplace all over there's not there's not a company in this country that has not had to deal with this type of issue mm -hmm. one way or the other I think a better discussion uh, that would win votes would be how are we going to solve this culturally within the workplace how do we solve it in Frankfurt and we'll have more from Wyatt later this week, including his take on what's on the docket for the upcoming session and how Democrats should offer their proposals, plus an early prediction for the 2018 House races.